Thank you for joining us today. For more information about the church, campus locations, service times, and more, visit ecoegt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram, at ecoegt. Now let's repair our hearts as we go into the message. Good evening, Glad Titans. God bless you. It's always an honor to uh, be able to preach on a Wednesday night here uh, at Central Campus. And for the, past, for the past few weeks, we have been talking about this theme of pursuing God's presence. We have been talking last week, we on Sunday, we celebrated Pentecost Sunday and, and God did amazing things in our lives. God moved in a powerful way in, in our lives. Uh, but tonight, I want to take us a step further uh, because God's presence is not a place that we only visit during church services, but God's presence is where we dwell in Him and He dwells in us. God's presence is not just a place where we go when we're in a church service or, or, or an event or we're worshiping together. It's not a place that we go only when we need it. It's not a place that we go only where we're looking for something back, but it's a place where we dwell in Him and He dwells in us. God's presence is where we dwell. God's presence is also not confined to a building. God's presence is not confined to, to, to the, four, the four walls. It's not only available during a moment of powerful worship or preaching the word. God's presence is available everywhere we go. God's presence is available everywhere you go. Even in the middle of a pandemic, even when we couldn't meet together inside the building, God's presence was still available. Even when we couldn't worship together, God's presence was still available. Why? Because it's not confined to the four walls of the building. Even when we couldn't come together, God's presence was still available. Why? Because His presence cannot be stopped by the troubles of our lives. His presence cannot be, cannot be limited by the troubles of our circumstances. His troubles cannot, his, his presence cannot be limited by the uncertainty of what we go through. His presence cannot be contained, cannot be stopped. So we want to dwell in His presence. We want to be people of the Lord that dwell in His presence. That we, we don't want to be just people that visit His presence. We want to dwell in His presence. We just don't want to go before His presence on a Wednesday night or, the, or a Sunday morning. We want to live. We want to dwell in His presence. Everywhere we go, we want to carry His presence inside of us. We want to dwell in His presence. David said in Psalm 139 verse 7, he said, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I, if I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. Church, we cannot escape God's presence because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. But, but there's a thing that I want to talk to you tonight. And is that there's a difference between simply existing in God's presence and dwelling in God's presence. There's a difference between merely just living, existing in His presence or dwelling in His presence. Every person in this world is, exists in His presence. Every person in this world, whether they're believers or not, they exist in His presence. But not everyone in this world world dwells in his presence his presence his presence co covers the earth so no one can escape it but not everyone receives the benefits of that presence 
We cannot escape his presence. It's everywhere. But not everyone can receive the benefits of his presence. Because the benefits of his presence follow those who dwell in him. The benefits of that presence only follow those who dwell in him. Only follow those who are willing to surrender everything before him. How is this possible? How is it that in a world where there's so many people and the presence of the Lord covers the whole earth, not everyone enjoys the benefits of that presence. It's because there's a difference between merely just existing and dwelling in his presence. And I believe that if there's a church that in this time and day, if, if we surrender everything we are and we say we want nothing but your presence, we want nothing but your move, we want nothing but your presence in our lives, in our churches, in our families, I believe that we're going to see a great revival. I believe that we're going to see the breakthrough that we're waiting and praying for. Because it's for the people that learn how to dwell in his presence existing in his presence presence doesn't give you access to his benefits dwelling in him does it's the same presence available to all of us but it's how we approach his presence that makes the difference it's how we approach him that makes a difference we just we don't want to exist in his presence we want to dwell in it we want to dwell in it Existing in his presence involves no relationship with him. That's, that's why we see so many people that they have no relationship with God. They're still in, existing in his presence. There's the, his presence still covers them. But, but they, there's no relationship with him. But dwelling in his presence requires a desire to know him more. Dwelling in his presence uh, requires the desire, the wanting for more. Existing in his presence involves no acknowledgement of him. But dwelling in his presence calls for people to say, there's nothing I can do without your presence. There's nothing I can do if you're not with me. Moses tell God, he, he told God, if your presence does not go with us, don't bring us up from here. If your presence is not going with us, they don't, then don't take us out of here. Church, I want to dwell in his presence in a way that even the ordinary things of life are not possible anymore unless his presence is with me. I want to live in his presence and dwell in his presence in a way where the normal things of life are not possible anymore unless his hand is upon me. God, I cannot walk if you're not with me. God, I cannot speak if you're not with me. God, I, can't, I cannot do what you've called me to do if you're not with me. I know you've called me to do something, but I can't do it unless you're with me. God, I can't do anything if you're not with me. We cannot, we cannot operate without his presence. We cannot operate without his presence. And we need a generation that recognizes the importance of dwelling in that presence. Because it's only His presence that changes things. Only His presence brings life. Only His presence brings revival. Only His presence brings change and brings life to the things that are dead. Only His presence. So we cannot operate without His presence. If there are things in your life that, that God has ordained that are not happening, that seem dead, 
just look up for his presence look for his presence dwell in his presence because I believe that in his presence those things can come to pass they come to fruition those words that the Lord has spoken over you even when they seem that they're not gonna happen in his presence they are gonna happen in his presence in his presence they are gonna happen so we cannot operate in his presence we cannot raise our families without his presence we cannot we cannot work our marriages without his presence we cannot teach our kids without his presence we need his presence church I can't I can't say it enough that we can't live without his presence but look at this the same David that said I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from, from your presence. That same David also said, Lord, do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Yeah. Now, how is it possible? A man that said, I can't escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. This same man was saying, please don't banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. And I believe it's because David knew the difference between existing in his presence and dwelling in his presence. He, he believed, he knew that, that he was in his presence, but that if the Lord could take away his presence of him. So David, David said, please don't banish me from your presence. He knew that we cannot escape, but we can definitely lose the benefits if we don't dwell in him. We cannot escape his presence, but we can lose the benefits if we don't dwell in him. John 15 verse 4, Jesus said, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. What he was saying is, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. What the Lord was saying is dwell in me and I will dwell in, in you. Dwell in my presence and my presence will dwell in you. And when Jesus dwells in you, you start producing. When he dwells in your life, your life starts producing. When he dwells in your family, your family starts producing. When he dwells in us, our lives produce in a way that brings glory to the Father. When he dwells in us, we produce we produce fruitfulness is a benefit of his presence fruitfulness is a benefit of his presence we cannot produce unless we remain dwelling in his presence we cannot produce unless we remain dwelling in his presence. I don't know why sometimes we think that we can do things on our own. I don't know why sometimes we believe that we can get through on our own when it's obvious that we can. Because the Bible says, our Father says, our Lord and Savior says, you cannot produce unless you are with me, unless you're dwelling in me. So tonight, I want to encourage us to dwell in his presence because good things grow in his presence but also unnecessary things are cut away in his presence good things grow in his presence but unnecessary things are also cut away in his presence and I have to make a, a short 
parenthesis here because in our in our Christian view we define fruitfulness as doing new things and greater things when, when, when we saw someone we define that person as fruitful when we see that they're doing new things and greater things and we say wow that person is so fruitful look at all they're doing look all the things they're accomplishing but then often when we're not doing greater things we ask ourselves am I really fruitful so, 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 so when we are seeing that we're not doing greater things or producing new things, we ask ourselves, am I really fruitful? And then comparison comes. And we start comparing because we see that, that someone else is doing something that we're not. That someone else is, is reaching something that we're not. That someone else is, is producing something that we're not. And, and, and this life, this, this Christianity has never been meant for us to live in comparison. And that happens because sometimes, sometimes we define fruitfulness as what we see, what we can see, the great things that we can see. So tonight I want to present the idea that fruitfulness is not only producing new and greater things, but fruitfulness is also cutting away your old unhealthy ways. Maybe, maybe you're not producing what our society defines as new greater things, but if you can look back to who you were before and today you're not the same, let me tell you, you have been fruitful. Let me tell you, you're producing something. Let me tell you, God has produced something something in you you may look at other person or other people and say God I'm not doing what they're doing God I'm not reaching what they're reaching God I'm not producing what they're producing but if you can look back to your life to your old ways and God has changed you and the Lord has changed you let me tell you and remind you that you have been fruitful that you have been fruitful because the Lord has done a good work in you and he's not done he's not done Fruitfulness is a benefit of His presence. The gifts of the Spirit are also a benefit of dwelling in His presence. And, and I want to read 1 Corinthians on chapter 12, verse 4 through 6. And Paul says there, that there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does, who does the work in all of us. And we've been, this past few weeks, we've been talking about spiritual gifts. And, and, and the reality is that, is that dwelling in God's presence activates those gifts in our lives. We've been talking about these gifts that, that, that the Holy Spirit produces in us. And the reality is that us dwelling in His presence activates those gifts in, in, in our lives. So God's presence is the source. God's presence is the source. Without the presence, there's no power. 
Without the presence, there's no power. A message without the presence has no effect. A song without the presence changes no one. A mission without the presence is a waste of time. We need the presence of the Lord because if we want to, if we want to change this world, we need the presence of the Lord. If we want to change our communities, we need the presence of the Lord. If we want to change our churches, we need the presence of the Lord. If we want to change our surroundings and atmospheres, we need the presence of the Lord. We need the presence of the Lord, but not just exist in it, dwell in it, dwell in His presence. In Exodus chapter 33, verse 14, the Lord said to Moses, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Moses was getting ready to fulfill the, the calling of the Lord on his life. He was getting ready to, to go on the biggest and most important journey of his life. And God was telling him, he was promising him his presence for the journey. But, he, but, but, but I want to I, I wanna talk about this last phrase where the Lord says, and I will give you rest. Because rest is also a benefit of his presence. Rest is a benefit of his presence. And the Lord, when he was talk, talking to Moses, he wasn't talking about physical rest. He wasn't talking about physical rest. More hours of sleep is not a benefit of his presence. So, so, so in the morning when your alarm goes off, don't, don't quiet it and say, I'm going to stay in the Lord's presence a little bit longer. Because so, more hours of sleep is not a benefit of his presence. God wasn't talking about sleeping more. God wasn't talking about resting physically. He was talking about a different type of rest. It's a different type of rest. And how many of you know that, that there are times and, and, and moments where you can sleep 10 hours, 12 hours, but when you wake up, you're still worrying about the same thing. When you wake up, you're still struggling with the same thing. When you wake up, you're still, your mind is still, is still, is still preoccupied with the, same, with the same things, the same problems, the same troubles. So th the type of rest that, that God was talking about wasn't physical rest. It wasn't physical rest what he was talking about. It wasn't, it wasn't a rest that sleeping could take care of it. It was true rest. And true rest in his presence allows you to be confident even in the struggle. True rest in his presence allows you to be confident, to remain faithful, to remain believing even in the midst of trouble. Even if the midst of the circumstance, even when you're praying and you're not seeing what, we're, what you're praying and expecting and waiting for, true rest can allow you to, 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 uh, to fight for what you need and fight and pray for what you want, but still remain, still remain in peace. It allows you to have the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's the rest that, that God was talking about. And that rest is available to all of us. We can, we can be in the middle of our sickness, of our trouble, and still find rest. We can be in the middle of uncertainty 
and still have rest. We can be in the middle of a pandemic and still have rest. Why? Because the presence of the Lord makes it possible. The presence of the Lord allows it. The presence of the Lord makes it happen. So what do we need for his presence to dwell in us? What do we need for his presence to dwell in us? For him to dwell in us, holiness is still required. For him to dwell in us and us to dwell in him, holiness is still required. Look what James 4, chapter 4, verse 8 says. James said, come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is being divided between God and the world. We need, we still need holiness. In the, in the days that we live in, we still need holiness. If we want God's presence to be activated in us and working through us, and we want to walk in His power, holiness is still needed and required. I know that, I know that some people don't talk about it. Here we talk about it. But I know that some people don't talk about it. But holiness is still required. It's still required. We cannot live in His presence and dwell in His presence without being holy. We cannot activate our spiritual gifts if we're not living in holiness if we're not dwelling in his presence God's presence cannot dwell in a place where holiness is not found because that would be neglecting his own very nature he cannot he cannot dwell in a place where holiness is not found because then he will be neglecting himself He's, he's holy, so he can't occupy a space that's not holy. In the Old Testament, we see how God only got, he was only found in holy places. He was only found in holy places. Today, he's still found in holy places. But now, those holy places are us. Now those holy places are our hearts. Those holy places are our minds. We still need to be holy. We still need holiness. First Peter, First Peter 1, chapter 15 and 16, he says, But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who shows you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. You must be holy because I am holy. So to unleash the power of his presence, holiness is still required. Holiness is still required. I see, I see people that want to walk in his power. I see people that want to see the gifts activated in them. I see people that, that, that want to walk in his presence and see miracles and see breakthrough. But it has to start with us being holy like the Lord that show, shows us is holy. It starts with us surrendering everything we are and saying, God, I want to be holy just because you're holy because I want your presence to dwell in me and I want to dwell in that presence and I want to operate in those giftings and that power and that authority so we need the power of his presence to unleash 
We need holiness to unleash the power of his presence. And the worship team can start making their way up here. For his presence to dwell in us, we need holiness. But we also need to listen. For his presence to dwell in us, we need holiness. But we also need to learn how to listen. In today's day and age, our, our church culture we have become very good at talking to God. We know the words that we have to say. We know how to sound very cute and very supernatural. We know, we know how to sound powerful when we have a mic in our hands. We know how to sound powerful when we are in the, in the altar. We know how to sound good. But few of us have learned how to listen to the voice of God. Yeah. Few of us understand the concept of listening. Few of us understand the power that there is in listening. When I think about listening, I think about the great men of God that not only spoke to God, but they listened to God. When, when, when Moses was speaking to God, he was receiving from God. He was listening to God. When Abraham, we can say that Abraham and Moses, in my opinion, had two of the most... Uh, uh, incredible relationships with the Lord that when I look at them I'm like I wish I could just talk to God and he would respond like we're having a conversation right away they had that type of relationship with him but they were men that knew how to listen to the voice of God they, they, they didn't just spoke to him they listened to him they took time to listen and when I think about this great man and the things that God did through them I see a great way of listening I see Abraham listening to God when God said you're gonna give your son back to me and, and Abraham listened and I see Moses when when the Lord told him you're gonna you're gonna take my people out of Egypt and I see Moses speaking back to God but then listening to God we need to listen we need to listen if we want the presence of the Lord in our lives because when we learn how to listen we know and we learn the heart of the Father and when the heart of the Father is revealed to us we can walk in that presence we can we can operate in those giftings And for his presence to dwell in us we need to empty ourselves we need to empty ourselves some of us want to be filled with him but we haven't let go of the things that are taking his place some of us some of us want to be filled with that presence but we're still holding on to the things that are occupying that that space that has never that was never meant for other things to fill only him so we need to empty ourselves so that his presence can be activated in us we need to empty ourselves so that we can learn and he can teach us and we can do his perfect will john 3 verse 30 says he must become greater and greater and i must become less and less 
he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less this is the beauty of the presence of the Lord this is the beauty of the presence of the Lord is that as we learn to to empty ourselves to listen to him as we learn to be holy like he is he starts working in us in ways that we never imagined he starts working in us in ways that we never thought he starts revealing himself in ways that he's never revealed himself to us and then as a result we start seeing the miracles as a result we, we start seeing the power as a result we start experiencing the breakthrough that we that we've been waiting for so tonight i wonder if we can get on our on our feet and as we go into worship for a few moments if we can empty ourselves so that his presence can fill us I wonder if there's people here tonight or if there's people at home watching that say tonight I want to empty myself of my old ways I want to empty myself of my own ways of thinking or acting I want to empty myself from my old ways of behaving so that your presence can operate in me so that your presence can dwell in me so that your presence can move in my life so that your presence can work through me I wonder if there's people here tonight that has to say like David God I know that I've made mistakes I know that I've that I failed you sometimes so please don't take away your presence from me don't take away your spirit from me I wonder if tonight some of us even have to repent so that his presence can be activated in us I wonder if tonight there's some of us that have to come back to our first love so that we can dwell in his presence and he can dwell in us and we can see the fulfillments of his promises in our lives